Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Piron. There are uh, quite a few occasions where I get to be in Zoom meetings with multiple people, thanks to my publisher, uh, my library, and uh, Nexus for Change, and which is affiliated loosely with uh, Bowling Green State University. So that brings me to meet, sometimes in breakout rooms, and other times just through normal uh, chat, uh, people who are quite fascinating. And so I thought, hmm, what could I add to the, to the flavor of my podcast that's purple? I want to add something purple. I want to have the color tonality of purple. And I searched around my memory and I thought, well, there was one guy who I think introduced himself as a shameless purple squirrel. <laughs> now, starting Ryan, Erickson, with this question. Why would a squirrel be shameless? Oh. <laughs> I didn't the, know they were shameful. Well, or so shameable. Well, I became a purple squirrel before I became shameless. Okay. So But uh, you're the squirrel. I am the I am the shameless purple squirrel, yes. I am the squirrel. Okay. Um, and that came there, there's a story to that if you'd like to hear it sure. and then we, we can go into shameless as well because that's that's part of the story arc um so i i spent 20 years um earning a paycheck at a utility mm. and was in it uh, generic kind of roles and this is this is a, a theme i never really had a, a defined role that that lasted a long time Mm. And so I started in help desk. I graduated college as a jazz musician. Um, I went, yeah, I went to school for music um, and I'm ending up here in IT in the help desk. Mm -hmm. But the, the help desk is the best place for a jazz musician to be because it's always surprise. It's always connection. It's empathy. And, it, and I loved it. Great environment. So <laughs> I, I worked through IT and, and get into application support generalist. I wasn't a project manager, not a BA, not a not any of the kind of traditional roles, but I just loved doing what I was doing. And people apparently liked what I was doing. Oh. So big utility, mergers happen. Uh, I get bought and sold a few times to different uh, outsourcing firms. You know, this is in the 2000s. And yeah, a lot, of, a lot of change in IT world. Yeah. So eventually I end up 2005 working for IBM at this utility. Go through a few years. Uh, and uh, at IBM, get on this huge project. I go from support to delivery. And so from in, in a different role, I am now billable, interestingly. So the, the client is paying for every hour of mine, paying mm -hmm. IBM, of course. And so at, at that point, I, I get in this big project. I'm doing more roles, squirrely roles. I call them squirrely because it's different stuff. Uh -huh. I'm managing several work statements including my own i know how much the utility is paying for me and i know how much i'm making which is interesting yeah. 
Um, still making my paycheck with IBM. And I just, this huge, wonderful project. It's a, it's a post-merger integration project, ERP systems combining. There's yeah. six states, multiple jurisdictions, operating companies. U- utilities are, are a marvelous um, yeah, it's a marvelous environment. I, I love it. There's so much culture and it's just a special place in my heart. But, so I'm on this big project. I didn't, they didn't know what to do with me. Really, they didn't. So I'm on this project doing lots of stuff, end up learning about agile software development in 2015 and doing a little bit of agile experimentation, unauthorized, might I say, <laughs> on the team. Um, they can't and, get you now. The statute of limitations has passed. Exactly. So I, it's it's public now. I've I've told the story enough. So you know it's there. So I learned that agile. I, I get the bug. I do a little transformation secretly. Have a lots of management support. Love it. Then I get to a point where well, this gig with IBM is ending, mm. and I, I'm thinking well. Who am I? <laughs> How am I going to describe myself to the world? There, there's the nut, there's the rub, as they say. You were IBM. Yeah, you could carry that around in your in your visage, even and uh and you had lots of stuff to do, even if no one told you. You had you found interesting things to do, and but you were constantly working on your own agility, not just the agile concept of of uh, product and service design. You were, I'm guessing, uh, making yourself uh, more uh, fluid and more squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and might I also say, looking back at those dots that are connecting, very musical, and that that the idea of what agile software development is can be about. Um, being iterative and creative and diving into the unknown and the level of mastery that you have in your practice yeah. um, allows you to navigate that uncertainty um, with, with grace and confidence in many yeah. ways. And so, so that's what I was, I was experiencing at that time. And so IBM is ending. The project is ending. I'm thinking, who am I? What, what am I? Why am I here? What do I want? Um, and so I'm, and I'd also started singing the song of Agile in the communities. Agile mm-hmm. be more. Yeah, it was the thing. And, it was the thing. Oh, still yeah. is, but it was it was imported through the idea of uh, Scrum and and uh, and changing the practices of teams. And it, it was quite new and kind of sexy. Yeah. Oh, and I fell in love. I fell in love with Agile in mm-hmm. 2015 it's been it has been a torrid affair um however so i fell in love with agile i get involved with this uh, recruiter because i'm talking about in the, com- the community the recruiter is, is saying uh, they're hosting the agile community events i say all right brent i'm coming up to the end of this contract i know i need to go out into public i know ibm is getting paid this for what i do but i have no idea what to call it and and, and so I'll, can you help me out and I say, all right, well, we'll do this. I'll take my resume as it stands. We'll, we'll go to a coffee shop. Uh, I'll put the resume face down. We'll talk for however long it takes, a couple hours, whatever. Then I'll flip it up, go get coffee and come back. And then you tell me, tell, you tell me what's, what's up with that. <laughs> so, so we do this. I go get coffee, come back. He, he looks at the resume, looks at me, resume, me. You're like a purple squirrel. 
oh, so he gave you that nom, that nom de plume. <laughs> yes, he did. And, and I'm like, nom de purple. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, when you hear that, what the hell are you talking about? And, and he's, it, it's a complaint that recruiters make when a hiring manager gives the recruiting firm a impossible job. Ah, yeah. So how like, am I going to sell look, a purple squirrel to yeah, a, how, how to a gray, find, black and white company? <laughs> oh, well, that even that, or how am I going to find a purple squirrel? I only know about brown squirrels, you know, mm. and they're, they're in the wilderness. And that, and they, they're it's it's again, it's a complaint. Well, think about the squirrels of the world mm-hmm. that that who who have who have crafted themselves in such a way that they're rare and and valuable. Because I was, you know, there was this monetary value that was placed on my time and contribution of course but but how do you and how do you how do you say that um so and i said all right purple squirrel i love it you know i'd read purple cow by seth godin it's like oh purple oh yeah cow. hey but purple squirrel is like a purple cow it's just more agile so <laughs> and so surely that. they are uh, i'm by coincidence to not to want to break your flow here but there's a squirrel jumping between the branches outside my home office here. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's done in sympathy. <laughs> I, maybe I, I, I'm at the call, the call of the wild squirrel. He was definitely gray, however, but very agile. He jumped. I mean, this tree's got to be three, four stories high because it's certainly higher than my house. And he just made this bold leap. And uh, he's still alive. <laughs> so now we're back to you as a squirrel. Uh, is there a little bit of that in you too? The the willingness to take some bold leaps. Well, that's that's where I am now. I I went my 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 squirrel path. Um, so the the squirrel went through some trials and tribulations this past five years. So I'm. Mm. Um, I was in 2018, IBM ended. I'm purple in public singing, agile to the world. I'm singing it, loving it. Mm-hmm. And at that point in April of 2018, well, I meet, I meet somebody new. I meet open space technology. And well, um, I really, I fell in love with open space technology. Open space technology, another, another, another breaking trend. Yeah, so I fell in love there. I'm I, in 2018. I attended my first open space April, and I just I got the bug. It was it was all about uh, my session was being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and, I, and I went. I sat in the middle of, of a conference room after I called my session, silent on the floor, back eyes on the ceiling, completely silent for a very uncomfortable time mm-hmm. to to create the sense of of empathy with the group. So. That was a great experience. I said, I want to facilitate the next one. So mm-hmm. I discovered a guy named Daniel Mezik, who was teaching open space technology at a time. And should it happen, this is a connection here. In his training, not only did he introduce Harrison Owen's first book, Spirit, he also introduced the handout that Peter had you know, in uh, the uh, but the towards a behavioral description of high performing systems from 1977. That's right. And so that that name has been living with me since then. I learned open he space. handed you that, and uh, uh, in, in regard to your understanding of open openness and spirit, or spirit yeah. for sure, because that's Peter. Yeah, he wrote a book called Spirit. So 
it was it was core to the and, and Daniel didn't talk about it a lot in the class, but I picked up that book and I said, "There's a reason he shared this, and it, it connects this idea of peace and high performance." That's right, and that's the which is the theme of the Open Space Institute annual event, peace and high performance. So, all this is this is coming together for me in that my my practice, and I, I view that as this practice of from moving from othering to togethering and yeah, is that, that was opening that was born in open creating space. opening and holding um, space and for that led me to that togethering to bring people to facilitate the event which is great ideas and then then um then i i went in 2019 i needed a gig um contract at the bank and um five months in i'm diagnosed with cancer mm. that's gonna be a tough one yeah and so that's uh, so agile kind of left that open space stayed with me and has been to this day um and so i had cancer and the bank fired me five days after the diagnosis so oh so so that was the end of the the basic world yeah that's that's putting you in a very tough position both emotionally and financially and but hopefully not spiritually because you're your spirit must have carried you through on that one, huh? It was tough. Um, and I, I said that cancer broke my body, but um, it also it also kind of broke my spirit a bit. It was Did a bit, it really? It yeah. was it was a is it like this disaster recovery, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now I've recovered. Um, I'm I'm back in the world again. I've and through that experience in the hospital, this is where shameless comes that when you're in the hospital, as I was for two months during that time, Oh Lord. Um, and I was in two months of getting chemo. Then I, I, they wanted to give me a stem cell transplant after that. And another three weeks in the hospital. And through this time, when you're in the hospital, you cannot afford shame. You're, you're naked half the time. People That's are, right. Poking and prodding. Poking and prodding at all hours and every four hours, you're going to the bathroom with people present, which is like, yeah. really? Yeah. So at this point, I, I mean, in that period, I said, I have no shame. Yeah. I have no shame. And so that that all came together. The shameless purple squirrel is, it came to me in. So I came out in 2022, started connecting with people again. I got a couple independent gigs because I was never going to, I'm not. I, I want to be a gig worker in the knowledge. Program. Okay. I, you don't want to go back to the to the steady paycheck for whatever s- sacrifices you need to make to get it. Yeah, because I, I lost all of my autonomy when I was in the hospital. And, yeah. And 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 am I I I if I can avoid it, you know, that, that someone's gotta pay me, of course. Yes. Um, but I, I want to be a force for good and a force for change to to honor the personal sovereignty and human dignity yeah. of the other. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this is all about collaborative change too. all this agile stuff, all the stuff, open space. These are all collaborative change. Yeah. I mean, practices and in this, in the language of that, he, knowing Peter coming into contact with Nexus for change, coming into contact with you, all of these themes are, are really amplifying that yeah. that that for me. So so what is my practice? We shall see. Uh well I I I 
yeah, that is your practice. We shall see. And I think that uh, it, it's almost, it could almost be your, your, your uh, promise and your logo. Uh, connect with Ryan Erickson and we shall see. See what? What is it we're looking for? Are we looking for a different client base? Are we looking for uh, a way to utilize our uh, over-investment in technology? There's all kinds of things that people don't yet see. And I think what you're saying is you would set up the collaboration opportunities and force the energies through those collaborations to the point where they go, whoa, how come we didn't see that before? Yeah. Is that close to, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, I'm, I'm putting on my, my mystic hat here. <laughs> well, no, I, I love the, I love the mystery. That's also part of yeah, my, we shall happened. see. Well, that, yeah. there's the gist of all mysteries, right? Who yeah. done it? Well, we shall Who see. Yeah, who done it? Why? And what yeah. the motivation? And it, for me, it's it in the and what wraps around all this stuff is this collaborative change and, and gathering in a circle. What happens before that circle is the invitation. Yeah. And and I I I desire to that invitation to let go, the invitation to look and and to look to look deeply, you know, within yourself and within your context. What what am I? What might I see if I've looked more deeply? Hmm. I think there's uh, that's clearly um, a, a generic fear, looking deeply, in part because some, maybe 50% of us think that there is nothing there. We're shallow. <laughs> and if we look, we're going to see the <laughs> bottom pretty quick. And there's some others who think that perhaps there's no bottom at all, and they would get sucked down <laughs> into uh, whatever uh, would would uh, pull them. When we go back to Peter for a minute, when he was teaching, and I was one of his students long before you were born, uh, he, in so many words, said, there really is no shallow end for any of us. And if we're going to think about humans being uh, organizations or being uh, working as organizations, there's an impossible number of ways of looking at that and trying to understand it. And yet, why not do it anyway? Impossible or not, let's just sink our teeth into this question. And that would be, one of his many classes. It was certainly the way he wrote. If you think about how he wrote even the paper that you were handed, it's a conversation. He's saying to the reader, hey, let's think about this. Uh, let's, what, 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 I think high performance has something to do with these factors, but I'm not going to tell you that those are the factors. What do you think? Am I missing something? Is there something altogether different that we could be looking at? You know, I can tell you this. There were some students in those graduate classes who came out of aerospace because we were here in Connecticut. And then I co-taught a class with them where it was almost all the people in the MBA program had been brought over from 
from military careers in aerospace, and they went nuts. They hated <laughs> hated that approach. The letters to the dean, <laughs> you know, this man will not tell us what is. He'll only ask us what do we think. And we didn't pay all this money to be asked. We we paid all this money to be told. And so uh, Peter would very smart, you know, he'd put on that, he had a wonderful sort of a quiet grin and he'd say, well, you know, there's a way of getting out of this course is I'm going to tell you very little and I'm going to ask you a whole lot. So that's been my um, example from the way I taught and even the way the book's coming out on practice. So, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. It's just that a lot of people want, particularly nowadays, they want to be told and they want it to be told in a simple fashion and they want to be told that that's all there is to know. Nothing else. Here, folks, move along. So you're going to be stepping in the next day, whatever your future is, into high resistance to depth, even giving you the time, like a hat. NTL used to bring people together for three weeks when Peter and, and the founders of NTL, Dave James and others, three weeks in mm-hmm. up in here in the Western mountain of Maine. Now they can barely get people to spend a half a day, mm-hmm. yet they want the same outcome. <laughs> they want to mm-hmm. be transformed. <laughs> So now my speech is over. Give me your impressions and answer to what about depth and the patience to get there. What about depth? I think it being an invitation is to me is is I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go deep. That's who I am. I'm not mm-hmm. afraid of the depth. And ah. come, come with me and 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 we'll dive in together. And we'll go as I will just know I, I'm I'm here and, and I'm and I'm here to to be with you. And my desire in this in the moment of the conversation, and this is to me, this is about the spirit, and this is also about the music, is that we're jamming right now. This is yes, and this are. this and this interaction that we have is only ever going to be in this time in this way. That's if it right. were when it's when it's observed or listened, it will change because of that's how the universe is. That's but right. this 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 is the human spirit. We we are we are in this this as, as I I call it, this is part of the the mantra. There are a couple pieces of this. I I like to be poetic about it. You know, so sue me. Go ahead. It, it's with humble grace and breathless awe. I stand in reverence of the divine beauty and sacred mystery of the human spirit. And, and when I say that, and I feel it, I know what it means to me, and, and I tear up, and, some, and it's easy to get me to cry. Um, and that's, I'm, like, I'm there, you don't have to go there, but the fact that I'm here, maybe that opens space for you to, to imagine, to mm-hmm. feel into what is here. And and the music bit, and this kind of comes to the point of certainty and certainty versus mystery. Mm-hmm. And that this quote from Frank Zappa, uh, which is this is it's information is not knowledge, knowledge is not wisdom, 
Wisdom is not truth. Truth is not beauty. Beauty is not love. Love is not music. Music is the best. <laughs> so, and it's just like you can't, that Harrison never explains what spirit is. Can you really explain what music is? That's a great question. Yeah. And I think that's a nice combination between we shall see and we shall feel. Because to me, music certainly has a cerebral aspect to it. But I quickly switch to the next um, performance when I'm not feeling very much. So I think what we, it's a it's a combined seeking. I want to see more, I want to feel more, and uh, and music is a conditioning for that. Uh, it works beautifully with emotions. <laughs> Uh, tell me a little bit more about your your music life. Um, musically, I was introduced to music very young. I attended the laboratory school that was attached to Indiana State University. Very mm -hmm. fortunate that my elementary and middle school band director, Judith Grimes, um, was a director of bands at the university. And she also taught the elementary school in middle school bands at the yeah. time. It's part of her research activity too, I think, and her publishing. Oh, yeah. A fantastic, wonderful woman. And she, in first grade, she introduced a cohort of kids to jazz improvisation at first grade. So, and you start with just, all you have to do is one note. Just say, just one note and yeah. maybe one. Then when you're good with one, you go to two, then do, there's a three note and then the blue scale. And that, yeah. that's all we did. But that, that sense that you take a solo, solo over the blues, and, and you, you feel what it's like to just to play your instrument with, with the, the tone and beauty of that and, and, to, and to, to be free expression in jazz. So that was first go. grade. So, so I had the jazz bug at first grade. There you go. I, went, I went through, did, did, did well in school and, and, uh, and decided I was going to go to college, not to be a physicist or, or musical acoustics, but to be a jazz musician. So mm -hmm. I went to Bowling Green State University and uh, I studied with Jeff Halsey in the jazz program there. And mm -hmm. um, I, which is kind of weird. You think if you want to be a jazz musician, why not just move to New York or LA or, or what Nashville? Or <laughs> but no, as I, everyone but, else did, <laughs> as everyone else did. But now looking back, all the all the dots that have connected back to BG mm -hmm. and back and and so I went to school BG. I met my wife and and I didn't become a professional musician, but the music is in me. Yeah. And, and when and did now, you when did you say okay I'm not going to be a professional musician, but I am going to be um, employed in a utility. That was what. I think that there was a period in time where we had a, a, a personal trauma in Debbie and I, when I was in my senior year that I needed to be in Bowling Green, not traveling to Chicago with the jazz band. Okay. And I think it was at that moment that, um, that, that, that kind of, it was a schism that that wasn't going to be the life. I was not going to be a traveling musician. I was yeah, going and to And that be, would have been the life if you, because you had the bachelor's of, to be a professional jazz musician, you would be, uh, living out of living out of the proverbial suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and 
what what did I? But I still loved the music, but I I, I knew that my life had was going to change, and so I I, I toyed with. Um, you know, again, Debbie and I got married that summer after my senior year. I uh, and we moved to Cincinnati, where she's from. Which I still love Cincinnati. Mm. Um, it's and we lived for there for twenty two years, and 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 music fell out of the professional part of my life, but mm. I it was always there because I I I sold recording studio equipment in 93 after after graduating and then mm-hmm. then it just it settled into my soul mm-hmm. and it, it is now the language i use to describe organizational behavior mm-hmm. it's the language i use to describe it, it, any kind of group activity i i listen for the music mm-hmm. I, I i i feel into what's there with the people and and if and you can tell when something is is not in harmony, oh yeah. And, and the and the metaphor the metaphors are voluminous. You know, are are is our organization an orchestra? Is it a band of marching bands? <laughs> are are we are we marching to this tune? Are we a jazz ensemble? Are we a trio? Yeah. Are, am I in the hat? I mean, so 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 if someone can accept that that if, if we can talk musically about that, then that can open a lot of things. But yeah, that's. That's that's that's, what, that's how music has has come to me, and and why why I have my my dad's print of that given to me on my twenty first birthday, and um, the poster for my senior recital on my wall. Nice, yeah. I get the connection now between you and my good friend Theo, who's um, my uh, everything, my curator, my editor, uh, and. Uh, someone who helps me learn how to work digitally all all of the things that he's done for me in the last two and a half three years always there's the uh, musical aspect of our 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 collaboration and i don't think i've ever heard him play a note but i know that i'm engaged with someone who is like you musical (laughs) and i'm thinking he probably would Tell you, well, I played the bass and I, you know, all of that, but that's not what I'm saying. Cause again, you know, I haven't heard him pick up any one of those instruments and yet I know he's musical. So you're right on on that one. And I wonder if, if the, when you're in a crowd, you, 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 you kind of are attracted to someone like Teo, who you can kind of tell has a, a studied background of music and jazz, but also just isn't doing it right now, but you know that there there's jazz jazz there. Is there is some indicator that they're I, I don't influenced know that, like you are? You you know oh I guess I'll it's not a visual thing. If if I no. know from from hearing someone talk and hearing how they how they are maybe poking poking at a boundary of of yeah. conversation and are willing to 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 be imprecise in the pursuit of something beautiful and i i, I do tune to that to, and i've i've encountered many many people in zoom meetings in the past couple of years that mm. that 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 are these little collaborations that there are lots of duets going on some trios and and is it can we jam together and if we can jam together, when I'm on this gig and I need to sub out, I'm calling you. Or, or I'm if I'm <laughs> going to book this gig, 
I'm going to call you, you know, this three or four people. A, that's a lot of that relationship building, wasn't there? You know, so it that, is. And you know, yeah. the jazz musicians that that the freelance musicians are have been doing this gig work for a long time. Yes, they have. And, Some and of them know. are up into their 70s and they're still out there. They come here to Connecticut to a little theater called, oh Lord, how can I not remember the name? But it's uh, here out in really northwest corner uh and it's surprising who comes there and plays and uh a friend of mine who follows the, you know people of that of that ilk said that he asked one once why why you know you used to be used to back up uh paul you know the paul mccartney and when he was so what are you doing out here at the infinity theater <laughs> and as he'd say well, first, I really like the name Infinity for a place. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be anywhere, I want to be <laughs> in Infinity. That was yeah. kind of, that's a jazz thought, isn't it? <laughs> totally. And, and the other is that people come here uh, from quite a far away because they really, truly are dedicated to hearing and feeling, experiencing the music. This isn't a casual place to come. You just don't drop in. You have to plan to get here. And and uh, and yet it's beautiful out here. It is. It's um, Yale has a, uh, a facility in this town of Norfolk where they have um, classical ensembles come and spend the season. Uh, but it's a musical area. And so the people who love jazz of any kind or the blues they will come to the infinity they tried to put a second infinity <laughs> in the middle of hartford where the hartford where there'd been a bunch of renovations done around there and tearing down and putting up as far as i can tell it never even though it's closer to three hundred fifty thousand people who can come in it's never done as well it's the magic of that one place called infinity. You can't have infinity twice. <laughs> Absolutely. And this this is so much about the soul of the place. It is. That 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 and that it's okay for because because I I Cincinnati, I love it. So it's a city with soul. That city has soul. And and if if I might be a of a, a force of energy and invitation and inspire others to 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 bring form to the liberation of their human spirit here in Charlotte to give Charlotte a soul, more of a soul and to embody that. What, what a piece of a great work to, to have been part of and yeah. whether, whether it's, you know, software development, I, I, I mean, that's great, but really it is bringing people together. It is, it is, is going from the place of pointing at someone else and saying, you're wrong. You are wrong. I identify you as wrong to a togethering right from othering to togethering how yeah. might we come together through an invitation to open to, to sit in a circle put up a bulletin board open a marketplace and and get to work you know and and that's that's those are the that's the simple part of, of facilitating an open spaces getting getting those four pieces right and the principles and the law that's mm -hmm. not the magic of it i mean and the magic of it is 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 tuning to the spirit of of who are the right people who who do who do we wish to have in this place and what is the invitation that will bring them there and what is the question 
that will draw yeah. them and bring forth that that spirit that that unnameable quality that is that 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 feeds the carbon in our in our body right you know? right um as i'm watching the time here now i want to be sure i um don't take it too far beyond the usual stopping point because unfortunately as wonderful as people are listening to podcasts their brain kind of checks off somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes but after 200 podcasts you probably know that <laughs> i do i have a sense and i can feel it but it's in but it um it brings me though to a um the kind of question that uh maybe we'll have to pick up in another conversation first is a comment there's no time in my almost 80 years two months from now i'll be 80 that I've ever felt more um, clear demand for people to get back together in the way you've just described. Of people of every sort, back in present, each other's presence, back together, and looking together to see if there's a way to, uh, through some of these horrendously complex questions like children being uh shot to death in the school and why no one seems to know how to uh warm up the hearts of the cold-hearted people politicians who who continue to let let this go unabated that's a that's a question and uh it would be wonderful if there were ways that people could be brought together from every perspective on that and just work it out uh is that the kind of thing more concretely that you would like to be doing um starting with the issue the the, the what peter uh cited as wicked wicked problems and he didn't mean it like the wicked witch even though his aunt margaret hamilton played the wicked witch in no way oh yeah. my gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> The wicked witch, but he called them wicked problems. But those are the kind he felt that any practitioner of any sort uh, uh, can and should dive into the wicked problems. And that the growth that, that comes from that is greater than solving the day-to-day -day problems of what, what are we going to eat and where should we go tonight for uh, entertainment. So... Back to the question, is that what you'd like to see, taking on the wicked problems? Oh, absolutely. And to the depth of my soul, uh, mm. to, to, be, to be in the, in the arena where, where people are, are that, that there's a place for this 100% 100, 100 certified organic conversation that, yes. that we can have intimately with one another and that, that we might show others the grace to to be to be with curiosity and uncertainty and 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 speak the the unspeakable in a yeah. in a private space to say i i i don't know the answer to this question i don't know yeah. i don't know why people uh, what what has happened in someone's life to to cause them to to take up arms of whatever kind mm -hmm. and, to, and to want to inflict violence on another i don't know and and I I don't know how to prevent you know what do you think and so and and to have those conversations it's to me it's so important that yeah, that togethering 
that together and be, begin at the atomic level at that yeah. that yeah. single level that that you that you have if that that conversation is so fragile to have it in that in in a large group it, it's just it that can't hold yeah that that the brave space of an intimate space that now now zoom has allowed us to be completely intimate in this way mm-hmm. and that there's a possibility that to, I and I hope for that, and I do want to be a a, a force for that togethering in the world. Good. Well, good. I, you know, I, I think it's going to happen for you, um, Ryan. I, I I'm sorry you had to go through that horrible time with the, with the, with the illness, and then clearly from my eye, you look quite <laughs> recovered, <laughs> and uh, you have uh, you're authentic. That seems to be a very important aspect these days in authenticity and your desire to work particularly with small clusters of people where the where there's a reasonable chance of real interchange real uh revealing if you will um uncovering is is noble i i hope there's a way that you can do this that has some kind of institutional support, but it also leaves you the hell alone so you can do the job. You know, <laughs> we we'll set you up. This is what NTL did for years, but we're going to leave you alone. And when when the door closes and you've got X number of people in that room, you you you're not going to. There are some principles and there's safety concerns, but beyond that, it it is about we'll see. That is the key we will see what comes out and and therefore we'll never be able to look at the same thing ourselves, others the wicked problem the same way now, that's a deal that would be worth someone's time and money hmm. amen brother <laughs> so thank you thank you uh Ryan, and, and folks, his name is spelled R-I-J-O-N. You'll see that. Uh, and we had a quiz before we started because I asked him how I should pronounce his name. And I failed it three times in a row. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a musical name. R-I-J-O-N. Uh, Erickson is a special guy. And I'm glad to have met him. And I hope to meet him soon again. Pleasure is mine, Dave. Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcast, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, and one more thing. How could I forget? The book on practice as a way of being is available now in digital form something that would be new like podcasting to many of us and it's a a great way of learning more and more about what this podcast 
presented when Peter Vale and I originated it several years ago. So please come to www.mylibrary, one word, dot world slash practice, and you'll see what I mean. Thank you.